Hi, uh, you're listening to Monsters of Talk. I'm Margaret Cho. I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Jim Short. Jim, we're in Atlanta, Georgia today as we go all over the world. And today we have a very special guest. She is known as the Blissful Glutton. She's a blog online. She's a food writer. She's a food critic. She is a gourmand. She's my friend. Please welcome Jennifer Seaman. Thank you for having me. Thank you. But we were not talking about food right away. We're talking about evil eyes. Now, yes. I collect them also. Yes. And I, I uh, wear a number of them. I have one tattooed on my body. It's not exactly the evil eye, but I, I've been collecting it. What made you start collecting them? My mother used to give them to me. I'm Mexican and Jewish, and uh, they're just kind of prevalent in the culture. So, I mean, since I was younger, I remember having one in some form or another on my body. Yeah. Um, and it just became one of those things that whenever I saw one when I was traveling, I travel a lot, well, I used to before I had a kid, and uh, I would just grab one. And mm-hmm. now I'm like always searching for the perfect evil eye. There is, have you, you know, do you know, this is, this is the necklace that she has on. Mm-hmm. You've seen mine, haven't you? I have a whole, I have a whole bunch of them. But yeah. I've I put them on and then the, the, the way that I have always traditionally worn them and I've worn them, I think um, I started wearing them in my belly dance career, which was brief. Uh, but I wore them, um, you know, because the other dancers taught me and then they taught me and then I bought several in Cairo and wore them, you know, all through you know my travels there, and then um, they said if it falls off, it has absorbed all the evil energy, and you you were t- to discard it. But I think that you can that that's what's happened with all of mine. So I don't have any that I can wear. But I think what you can do is uh, if it does fall off, you can e- either um, repurpose it, re- redo it, put it on another limb or something. So, but you had a gold one that fell off that yeah, your husband, husband bought you. just recently bought me one when we were in New York and it was really delicate and everything. And one night I woke up and it had fallen off of my wrist, not broken or anything, just kind of had released itself from my wrist. Right. If, if, if you can, if you will. Um, so I was in, you told me to let it rest, which I was instinctively doing, which yeah. is odd. And I don't wear them all the time. I s- rotate them. I have many forms of evil eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Rotate them. And then if they fall off, it is a sign that you can just let it rest and then you, you will can just like rediscover it and then put it, or I would say just put it on the other wrist. Mm. And then you had another one in from the Le Marais. Yes. Which is which my favorite broke. neighborhood. Which, yeah, I love it. But what, what, it, which broke. it broke. Yeah, one, it's, it was a string of glass evil eyes that my husband bought for me on our honeymoon and it just, one of the eyes cracked and the whole thing broke and it just kind of fell off, but... Well, you could probably um, rebeat it. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. As, I, I, all I, I just, I used to collect crazy eyes. <laughs> like, those, googly like googly, googly eyes. Like glasses with the. <laughs> oh, you mean chinky eyes? No, do you no, mean no. chinky glasses? No, no, I've seen them, but the those ones, are the worst. You know the ones with the like the like uh, the slinky kind of like. Oh yeah, I like those. Oh, more like a Marty Feldman. Yeah. I, um, I like the chinky eyes, but when I put them on, it's redundant. <laughs> It would it would look kind of cool. They're taking them off, like I know. Be like it's the exact same thing. <laughs> um, can you even buy them anymore? At the, at oh the, yeah, you, you could you could buy a chinky eye. Yeah, oh yeah, Halloween. Any kind of Halloween headquarters. Yeah, yeah, because be, you know Asian people be scary, <laughs> and then people people be want to go people want to go trick or treating. People be want to go trick or treating in Duluth. I know that's the thing. It's like if you <laughs> you, wear, you wear those for trick or treat, and people just think their foods arrived. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people are so racist to me sometimes um 
I, I used to work on a television show called uh, Till Death with Brad Garrett, who's a very, very tall comedian who was on oh, Everybody yeah, Loves yeah. Raymond. Yeah. And then he goes, he would always, when I, the, the, uh, whenever I was called on to set, he would get on, there was like a loudspeaker to call us, and he would go, tell Margaret we're ready to order. <laughs> and then, um, oh, and also on Till Death, this is very scary, my little, the boy that I love, little Eddie, Eddie K. Thomas, who's an actor who's very gorgeous and sweet, and he um, was in Freddy Got Fingered, who was, he plays Freddy. The, the Tom Green movie. He was just stabbed or almost stabbed by a one night stand. And the, 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 he oh. was held hostage for, I think, 30 hours. Yeah. And the SWAT had to come. This was like two weeks ago. I heard it, but I didn't know who it was, though. He should have had an evil eye. That was Eddie K. Thomas. Poor little Eddie K. We have to talk to him when we go to L.A. And then we have to ask him about being... So somebody, he, ha- he met someone, come he back met, to my place, he, they held him hostage? Yeah, and apparently she was a stalker already, and he didn't realize it was her. And then finally, she went and had one night stand with him, and then went home with him, and then held him hostage all night. And then SWAT had to come, and helicopters and shit. Poor Eddie K. He didn't have an evil eye. That's why. Yeah, he need evil eyes. He need. I think. I mean, what do you think is like? Uh, the do you feel safer? I don't know. I think it's more cultural. You know, it's like for me, it's more of like a line to my culture, just something kind of a ritual that I do. You know what I mean? It's like just. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I, I, we lose so much of our culture the older we get, and the right. more we intermarry. And you know, I'm like married to a German. Italian guy, you know, mm-hmm. it's just one of those few things that like I've held on to, you know, because I'm not religious. You know, but I, I mean, to, I think like, I don't go to synagogue, you know, I think it's a, you, pork. you know, culture <laughs> affects us also in your intense love for food. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, I don't know your husband well, but I do know John very, very well. They're the same person. Well, he's our, he's, they call, they call him Ponch and he is, he, we've been working together for about almost six years, five, five and a half years on this television show and he's our, our um, he's like our boss sort of, like bosses us around and, and he is somebody that has such a love for food and I, I adore him, you know, I really, he is somebody that I admire greatly because of his passions and so do you feel like that's what connects you to this family is that oh, that yeah. passion. Well, that's how Jay and I met. Jay and for I food. met over food. We both used to be trolls on a food forum many years ago. Oh. I, I thought he was he would be harassing people and being the sick person that I am on the inside. I thought it was amazing. And so we became friends and then we would just eat together. And I mm-hmm. was with somebody else. And over the years, our relationship evolved by going to restaurants together and being food buddies and trading food stories. And now as married couple, it still is all about food all the time. Well, you feed John also. Yes. John, um, because um, he, he said about it, he's like, she's like the kind of person she'll make this fucking incredible dinner and then suddenly a pear tart. <laughs> <laughs> then suddenly a fucking pear tart. You've got to go to their house. Yeah. yeah, you do need to come over for dinner. That's weird. I do. I know. Yeah. It's weird that I haven't. We have eaten once together. Um, which was wonderful. And I need to go back to that place. It was in Duluth. It was on Steve Reynolds Boulevard, I yes. believe. What was that place called? We've eaten twice. It was Honey Pig, and then we went to some weird noodle place that's no longer the cold noodle place that wasn't Oh, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Honey Pig, which is like, that specializes in the pork. That's right. Barbecue. We went there, and that was so, the yeah. Sam Gipsel uh, yeah. at, at, at the Honey Pig. Say that. Still after all Sam, Gipsel. Sam Gipsel. Sam Gipsel. It's like, uh, it's, like a it's like Sam Gibson. Like a, if you go to a, uh, Sam Goody, Sam Gipsel. It's like 
Sam Gipsall. Gibsall. We've been to Sam Gibsall. That's the place where we had um, last intestine. We didn't eat it. Oh. I take him to Korean all the time. So we went to a restaurant. We had all the kalbi, you know, all of the sort of like traditional. It was like an AYCE, all you can eat, mm-hmm. Korean barbecue. It's like everywhere now. That's like, the, that's the ish, It's the yeah. thing. And then we, uh, they had, but that restaurant in LA was specializing in last intestine and big, was it big? Big in, intestine. Big, yeah, intestine. big intestine. And. Lost intestine. What do you think that is? I have no idea. Maybe it's like the premium part of the intestine. I don't know, like the last at the beginning or at the, I don't know. What do you think? Do you eat intestine? No, I'm not a big awful person. So you're not into like the, um, you know, that is the, the big nose to tail thing that I yeah. see here. Because I've been here for quite a few years. I can't tell you how many a whole pig functions I've attended. Really? Well, the, it's always a guy with a fucking tattoo on his neck. And he's, all, <laughs> and you know, he's all like, he thinks he's fucking, and he's always, no, I, like, I like all those guys. You know, really tattooed chef, real good looking, worships David Cross. <laughs> and making a fucking whole pig and like i fucking love those guys you know and then david cross actually um owns part of that restaurant which he, one pachin does he really yeah david cross is uh uh he is an atlanta native i did not know that that's a rested development guy right mm-hmm. oh, yeah. um and uh tobias funk yes and uh he's a he's an old friend of ours you know David well, don't you? No, I don't know. I don't really know him at all. Oh, I know him very, very well um, for many, many years, and I, I have a, a tremendous love for him, and he has a tremendous love for for pork. For pork. And he even has a tattoo that has um, a pig who is serving its body off of itself. Oh, jeez. So uh, he is incredibly into pork, and then he owns Pachin. <laughs> uh, which is up the street. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very good restaurant. But I've been to so many functions at the Pachin establishment that were not at, at, held at Pachin, where they have uh, just cooked a whole pig, and um, it's kind of weird to see the pig laying out. Have you have you seen that? Yes, many times. Have you ever done anything like that? No, I haven't. But like a lot of my friends, that's like the ultimate foodie you know, home cooking thing and like having, a, I mean, I, there's, I've been invited to four whole pig roasts for the upcoming summer barbecue season already. Well, it's like one of those things where it's like, um, you know, uh, I think it's like so primal that people like feel like they're a baller if they like do it in their house. I know? think they feel like they're totally um, in, in charge of it. You know, like they 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 mm-hmm. they have those butchering courses. Have you ever taken a butchering? Yeah, Jay and I just did one of those. It what was, was that like? It was really cool. Um, did learn a lot, even though I've been to culinary school and been cooking a long time. Oh, where did when did you go to culinary? I school? went when I lived in San Francisco. I went to Cordon Bleu over. Oh the CCA shit! On Holy shit! On Polk Street. I forgot where it is. It's Ooh. over. Yeah, it's over in the Tender Knob. Mmm. We are. You should try her peach tart. <laughs> what? <laughs> Peach tart. What was it? What was the tart? You said before pear the story. Tart. Oh, the pear, oh, the pear, the pear tart. tart. I'm sorry. You know what? She'll make a fucking f- incredible <laughs> dinner, and then fucking at the end of it, here's a pear tart. Pear tart. <laughs> so, so is it? Is it like? Is it? T- 
to prove like this is how great we are. We're going to eat every bit of this pig. I think so. Is it a, is it a, a show off thing? Is it is it really so. that every part of it's delicious? I don't think every part of the pig is delicious. Like if I was there and I went, yeah, I don't really want that bit. Would I have to eat that? Like no, so, I don't somebody think gives so. me like the tail. And, um, you know, the snout, can I go, yeah, I, I just like some of the regular. I mean, I think those things are probably delicious inside of um, maybe sausage right. or inside of a head cheese mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that. But there is there is a kind of, because um, in Korean culture, have you ever had this when they have the, um, it's like the celebration for babies 100 days old. And so they'll have a pig's head. No, on the table and they'll have rice cakes and everything and it's a very very special thing and uh, my family couldn't have uh, couldn't afford a pig's head for my 100 days so they got a plastic pig's head that um, was fake Is I thought it- that was interesting about the 100 days thing though when I had my baby the nail salon is owned by a Korean woman that I now have been going there for five years and they were, they were very congratulate they like congratulated yeah. me for not taking my baby outside of the house for a hundred days, yeah. except to go to the doctor, because I didn't know that. But in in Korean culture, a baby, if a ba- it's like it's because there was so much famine, and uh-huh. you know so much starvation, and and so much um, just war, and like all the stuff, so that if you had a baby and it survived a hundred days, then mm-hmm. then you had the hugest party, and then your baby became two. So that's another thing is that when you when you're born, you're one. And then when you're 100 days, you're two. So I'm fucking 46 years old. Fucked up. You've jumped up a couple of years. Yeah, that's fucked up. I'm so pissed off about it. But that's but the, I'm actually 44. But that's that's the thing. But the 100 days is like a huge celebration, and you have a huge party for, um, you know, my, my like I think Koreans are very into celebratory parties. And I've already told this story before, but for my parents, my parents through my fifth, my grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary. They, uh, and this was in 1978, and they didn't know where to go to the party. So they threw it at the recently vacated People's Temple in San Francisco because it was cheap and nobody was there. Right. Because everybody had just died. Right. (laughs) So my, nobody care. And so they had a huge fucking party. You know what was better than that? Diana. What? <laughs> Jonestown. Jonestown was even better a place to go have a party. That would they would have they would have partied. Party. Just don't have any Kool-Aid. Just don't just don't drink anything, but it would have been a party. Um but in the hundred days they have a they have a pig's head and um and it's a very a very ceremonial thing. I think it's boiled. So it just looks pink and not, um, it looks pretty intact. It looks kind of raw. I've never heard of this. Yeah. I don't know what it's called exactly. Um, Deji is the name of a pig. But um, so what animal did you butcher? We did a pig. We did this mangalitsa pig, which is like known for having this really buttery kind of fat. And all these American farmers are doing this hybrid right now. And I mean, the fat cap was... Probably like eight inches deep. And oh. so we had to saw through this fat and it was melting on our fingertip. Like we were sawing pork chops and we did pork belly and. What is a. F- will you bacon. explain um, to our listeners what is a fat cap? It's literally just the layer of fat from the meat to the skin. So that is like between. So eight inches? Yeah, which, it, which is kind of unheard of for pigs in general, but this pig is prized for having this super buttery type of fat. A lot of. 
a lot of farmers, I think in Italy or Spain or something like that, are using it to make all those cured meats. And it's just really, the flavor is really amazing. And I mean, fat is where the flavor is. So so is that like the kind of pig, like when you go to like um, Spain, when you go to like Barcelona and you see like the legs up mm-hmm. hanging up and their hoof is on it, like a black hoof? Yeah, I mean, well, there are, there are types. There are lots of different ones of the, you know, there's your barico, there's all these different types of hams. For, mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I'm not talking out of my ass. Yeah. I know that they use different types of pigs for different type of ham. Now, was your pig alive? No, <laughs> it was a split oh, in half. So you didn't have to you didn't have to slaughter it first, and then no. I mean, it. I think for liability reasons, they don't let all these novices do it. But you know, it's it was split in half, and they showed us how to break it down and explained. You know, this is where the pork chops come from. This is where the tenderloin comes from. This is where the bacon comes from. And then we took part by sawing our own pork chops and making our own bacon with the pork belly. That's incredible. Yeah, it was fun. It and gives you power to make. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so they, then you eat too. Yeah. And um, I think it would be hard to slaughter. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I've been to a slaughterhouse for beef. Oh, what happened? What happened? What happened? It's, what happened? It's in, I mean, watching them, they don't really let you go in because I guess there's all sorts of regulations. But watching them be led to the slaughter, it's kind of disturbing, you know, to see a cow going in because they have these kind of, um, I don't know, an aisle, but they make them go left and right, so they get disoriented, so then they, like, stun them. And, oh. But, I mean, I believe that you need to know what is going on. If you're going to eat it, you know, it's not going to come in a little styrofoam package. Right. We have such a disconnection to what food is, you know, like I do. I, and I, but I was a vegetarian for a time. I was vegan for a time. And it was so fucking annoying and not delicious. It's impossible. No, right? it's not delicious. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. I hate this food. I threw up like five times just from shit I made. Threw up. <laughs> like not just didn't have, didn't enjoy it. Not just had a stomachache. Fucking barfed from stuff I made. And I just was like, I, I like to eat meat. But I think that if you... Don't understand what you're actually doing. It, it's very hard on the earth. You yeah. know, like you have to really know what it is. Yeah, honor it. Honor Even it. If it's a carrot or it's a pork chop, honor it. And know? honor the whole, the whole beast. Mm-hmm. That's but, why I think nose to tail cooking is so prevalent. Because yeah. people want to, you know, honor this animal and right. use it to the best of its ability if it's given its life. That doesn't mean that everyone needs to eat, you know, all the awful meats. I'm just not into liver and stuff. Like John, I mean, both of the Pontrelli brothers, they love, they love that stuff. They love that stuff. Yeah, I shared some sweetbreads with John and um, I really, it kind of came too late in the meal though. We should have eaten them earlier. They were good, but it was a little bit, there was that, that kind of a metallic tin taste that I probably would have enjoyed maybe in the beginning with like a Sancerre, you know, like a white wine. Like I, I, I would have liked it if I was hungry, but at that point I was not hungry anymore. And then, then I... You need to eat that part of it, yeah. Yeah, then I was just like, I don't know if this is... I don't know if this is all right. But there was a good... I like the restaurant. I like Holman and Finch. Yeah, I love that place. What do you like to get there? I mean, I'm kind of slutty for burgers, so I love the <laughs> burger there. You know? Oh, so like, let's explain about the burger. Um, they make 40... Yeah, something like that. It's a limited amount. It's changed over the years, I believe. Yeah. And they will only make them at 1030. Mm-hmm. And you, I guess you get on a list. Well, no, they ring a bell or they get up on the on a what are those called? Megaphone. Oh, yeah. Megaphone. megaphone and yeah. They say it's burger time. And then, you know, you basically it's like 
first come first serve oh, wow. but now they are selling them at turner field so you can go get them during a braves game which i did actually just like a huge food crawl at our at our uh, park here because there's like kevin rathman has a steak sandwich it's kind of gone a little gourmand oh that's good now you can eat a burger there so you don't have to like wait at 10 if you're like old like me and like to go to sleep at nine i know i don't want to wake up i don't want to i want i don't want to go to bed that late i mean we'll stay up late tonight because we'll do the shows yeah, totally. but but then it's just a yeah it's a thing. So they don't serve till 10.30 at night? The they don't serve that just burger? Just the burger. Oh, it's wow. like one of the, it's off the menu kind of, you uh-huh. know, special thing. And is it that fantastic? It it's it a fantastic w- burger. Yeah. They make everything from scratch. Their own ketchup, their own pickles. They grind all the beef. They make their own buns. But then it's like a McDonald's double cheeseburger, but gone gourmand and totally yeah. homemade. And it's pretty squishable and amazing. The, the thing that gets me, and, and it's been really this year too, just how filthy the meat and everything is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, last year was the story of pink slime yeah. in hamburger mm-hmm. where they were where they were taking the offal and the really worst parts of it and then and then cleaning it in ammonia. And the big story this year, it hasn't happened in the States so much, although we just haven't heard about it yet, I think. But in Europe with all the horse meat mm-hmm. This over there, which I know some people eat it, you know, specifically yeah, they Italy, want the horse it's, meat. You know, it's at the butcher shop. But there. when you don't know it's horse meat mm-hmm. and they're bunging it in there because at IKEA meatballs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, it was IKEA forget, meatballs. Oh my god! If you're eating IKEA meatballs, then you kind of you don't really care about yeah. what you put in it's your gravy. body at all, though, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a yeah, but you just don't think that fucking Sweden's gonna fuck you like that. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's what they want you to think. They, you just don't think Sweden's going to fuck you. Yeah, you think maybe on. Italy will fuck you like that. Although, I have been to the equine butcher in Venice. Yes. And uh, it looked kind of good. It, it looks like meat. Because when I, we took a trip right before we had our baby, John, Jay, and I took a trip to Italy, to Venice. I mean, there, and it's like, they have like little pictures of horse. Looks like ground beef. Looks like a steak. It like looks very rich steak. and red and irony. And, um, you know, they have like the, um, the, the, the sort of charcuterie, the horse charcuterie. I love Venice food, but I think the seafood really is delicious because the canals are polluted. Well, it's all, I think it, it's, oh. just, it's so unique, though, the mm-hmm. seafood there. It's so weird. Well, like, what do you like there? I like the manta. I like, I eat a lot of like the little like baby shrimp, you know, those weird oh, yeah. kind of, what are they called? They have a weird, it's like a really cute name, like spree or something like that. And I can't <laughs> remember what it. I, lo- that I love it. Cuttlefish and yeah. the oh, that cuttlefish. Yeah. Oh, that is the one food that I'm violently allergic to. You know that? You, you know that? Squid. Squid. Oh, yeah? Squid. Squid. Yeah, Squid. yeah. You've said that, yeah. That is, the on- that is the only food that I cannot, I find it so delicious, and yet it, I will die. Don't they use some something like so? Can you eat like fish sauce and all of that stuff? Yeah, because it's so chemistry? fermented okay. that it is. But I and then it's so diluted, and there's so much spice in it that I can handle it. But there is, it. it, it if I have a little, I can feel my throat start to close. Right, right. And then if I ate an entire one, or if I ate a live one, a la oil old boy. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh yes. If I ate one of the live ones, when my dad is fucking super into that, is going and getting a the live octopus or and and squid, yeah, yeah, and the live but the live actual baby squid, and um, pouring sake, and uh, g- sort of like that gingery soy sauce on it, and just eating it, and he's like, it's a fucking you, it 
bites you in your mouth. Crawling up your throat. Yeah, it will crawl down into your lungs and kill you. And a lot of people die every year in Asia from eating that. Have you ever had that? No, I, I, I couldn't go there. It was like one of those things. I can't eat something that's alive. There used to be a Korean sushi joint on Buford Highway that specialized in it. And I just, I, I couldn't go there. It's just one of those things like, yeah. I am a really adventurous eater, but there's certain things I just can't do. Like I'm not into really awful, I don't want to eat heart or brain. I don't want to eat anything that's alive. But because you have to kill it, too. Yes. It's not just that it's just, it, like you have something. to actually kill it, and it's actively trying to kill you while you're trying to kill it. So wait a minute, you, you put it, you kill it, and then then you still no. eat it? No. Or you try to kill it while it's in your mouth? You kill it in your mouth. By chewing it. Oh. The small it. ones, but, the, the, but they will also cut it up. So it's already dead, too. They have that one. I don't quite like get it. Bigger, wasn't it? An old boy, it's whole yeah. and it's big and it's about the size of your hand. And an old boy, uh, Choman Sick, who I fucking so in love with, which we, who we have to interview on the show. For a while after that movie, I know he 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 is so fucking gorgeous. So he, but you can't eat mandu after that movie. Mm-hmm. No mandu. No mandu because that's all he ate for fifteen years. Yes. It's a movie. It's a Korean movie, and um, he don't gets tell out me of. Why I don't like mandu. <laughs> <laughs> Mandu's good. That movie's amazing. If you haven't seen it, what other movies has he done? He is in a movie called Crying Fist. He is in a new movie called New World, which I saw at the Korean Theater a couple weeks ago. He is in uh, Painted Fire, which you should get if you are a fan of his. He's sort of like he plays a uh, sort of a Korean version of Renoir or of Vincent Van Gogh. Um, he is Korea's Robert De Niro. So what, he cuts off his ear and then eats it? Yeah, he was in a but it's still like alive. Ago, like that I oh, uh, I Saw the Devil. Yes, that was a good movie. He's fucking gorgeous that in that. Sick. Well, there's a lot of good food and, and kind of some cannibalism, but they do, they do make a bit of teji uh, bulgogi, uh, uh, which is um, <laughs> the spicy pork bulgogi in it. Um, and they have also the uh, yellow croaker. They eat a lot of little yellow croaker, mm-hmm. which I like too. That's the little fish that we get at the Sundubu place. Oh, right. Uh-huh. And um, so I, I love him so much, and we're going to have him on at some point Amazing. on the show. But uh, he, in old boy, eats an octopus about the size of his hand and because um, he's been in captivity for 15 years, and then he gets out, and then he eats the whole thing, and he kills it. And it's, it's, it's fucking real. And it's a it's a macho Korean guy thing, you know. But I think it makes him look so hot. Yeah, he is so sexy. I love guys that love food. I like that Korean movies have a lot of food scenes in it because I feel like American movies don't focus a lot around food, but it's mm-hmm. so cultural. It is so cultural. But I mean, I just love Korean culture and yeah. Korean food. I yeah. do too. Well, I am um, so obsessed with it. And see, like the Korean people when they say, "How are you?" How are you? They don't say how are you. They say pamogoso, which means have you eaten rice? Pamogoso, and it's like what that means is how you doing. I mean, it's just a greeting. Like it's a it's a familiar greeting that you would only use with somebody that you're friends with, but it's a, and it's an intimate sort of thing. But food is so vitally important to Koreans. What is your favorite Korean food? Oh, uh, I don't I don't pronounce it correctly ever, and if anybody Koreans listening, they're gonna make fun of me, but. Dukbukchi. It's the rice cake. Oh, dukbukchi. Yeah, dukbukchi. Yeah, it's a, a bukki. It's like a dukbukchi. Duk, duk it's we've had that. That's the one. Um, 
Oh, wait, have we? It's like the rice cakes in like a red pepper sauce. With chewy noodles. With chewy, it's like chewy. eggs. Yeah, oh, it's that. very, um, oh, maybe we haven't had that. It's a I gave that to, street food. Yeah, I gave it to uh, Scott. It was too spicy for him. Okay, yeah. But we haven't had that yet. It's very, it's kind of cheap. It's like a fat pasta, but it's sweet, but it's peppery and spicy. And it's a street food. Have you been to Korea? No, I haven't. I I have not, but I eat a lot of Korean food. <laughs> now you go to the you go to the Buford Highway for that. Yeah. Well, no, mostly Duluth now. It, there's been because a lot of the younger Korean generation here in Atlanta um, has opened all these beautiful like you know bamboo and totally like sleep places in Duluth when their parents had initially opened on Buford Highway. You know they've kind of gone where it's new and cool. So um, like that the place I go for that is um, is is just like this little. Uh, crazy place it looks like the inside of a korean teenage girl's room there's like stickers everywhere and like i have to yeah we have have to go there and uh they focus on that and uh the korean kind of sushi and they're like kimchi fried kimchi fried rice which is like amazing we'll clean you out good good. oh it's so good good. but the um place i've been going to uh changdam yeah, that's good. That's good, which is a sort noodle. of, it's very, yeah, it's noodly and it's sort of, I, what I want is a buddha jjigae, which buddha jjigae is a huge pot of, um, it's like kimchi jjigae, which is sort of like the red soup. It's like sundubu, red soup, but it's got spam, hot dogs, top ramen, cheese. I um, they have that there. Yeah, they probably do if they have dokboki. It's a similar thing, but yeah, they, they make it in a huge pot. With hot dogs. That's it. Spam. Oh, yeah, you got to go there. You would a love it. It's yeah. usually, you, you, you have to order it like a souffle like uh, 20 minutes in advance. And it's so fucking cheap and disgusting. But yeah. I'm trying to, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to pitch, I'm trying to make that on the chew. You know that okay, TV yeah, yeah, show? Yeah. I want to make it with Michael Simon. I want yes. to show him how to make Buddha Chiga because he's so fucking sexy. And he would understand why it's so great. Right. People have a very, they don't like spam. They think it's, do you think right. spam is gross? No, I don't really have an opinion, but it's just, it's just, it's just got that, it's just probably got that idea, yeah, that it's just, well, it's just like a, a substitute meat almost. Yeah. Well, to, to me, it's a heritage food in the same way that, because he introduced me to Vegemite in Australia, and I thought it was so delicious, but I ate it the right way. With butter. Mm. Have you had Vegemite? Well, my best friend, who's now the critic for LA Weekly, she took over for Jonathan Gold. You met her. We went to Honeypick together. She's moved now there. I need oh. to hook you guys up. Yeah, yeah, together. yeah. Um, she's from Australia, and she made me a Vegemite sandwich. It was like one of it, but it was like her way of being like, I love you. Here is a part of me, you right. know? So it's very cultural. I Did think. you, how, what was it? Was it the cheese in it? What was it? No, it was just like Vegemite and butter, I think. On yeah, bread. that's, on, you know. On bread, yeah, yeah. On bread or toast, yeah. Yeah. That's the way we've had it. But you to have it very thin. People put on way too much and it's very salty. Yeah. It's but very, it's good. very, yeah. very salty at first. But it has that sort of a B vitamin, bitter malt yeast taste, mm-hmm. which I think is like miso. Yeah. It's one of those things I think you grow up with and then it's just kind of like mm-hmm. in your culinary vocabulary. You know, yeah. like we all have those, I think, that we grew up with. Which is mine is spam. What is yours? No, I think salsa. For for salsa, a lot of people, it's you know something you eat with chips. But for me, it was like every it was always there, like a dark, murky, spicy. You eat it. You ate it with everything growing right. up. My mom made one every single night in the blender for my dad, and mm. it was always different. It was just always around. Do you have anything that like that now that you make for your family besides a pear tart? <laughs> She's the kind of person you make fucking incredible tart. The end of your fucking pear tart. 
And then he said you would like almost like kick the open oven. Oh, here you go. Like you fucking kicked the open oven. Yeah, I, like to, I like to make it seem like it ain't no thing when I cook. But is there anything I make for my family like that? I mean, does it like how much of it is going out to eat? How much of it is cooking? Now I cook a lot more. I mean, just because we have a toddler and, you know, we're just stuck at home unless we have a babysitter. Do you make baby food? No, I wasn't that person. Like I tried and she was like, I'm not into it. And I fed her jar food and she liked it. So it was more important for me to for her to eat, you mm. know. So I, I did it. Was, it wasn't about me. Which you learn a lot when your mom is not about you. <laughs> it's not about this like idea, like with the organic baby food, and I bought these things and I chopped it myself. Sometimes it's just about nourishment. But um, I don't know. What do I? I mean, I make every. I mean, I make I mean, food for them every day. Do you? To do, but then, like you know, yeah, we definitely have to go out for Korean food. I um, okay. I need to go to the Sundubu, like a good Sundubu, because I went to Wondro. Wondro, that's in um, on Buford Highway, okay. which was which was good for Tolso uh, Bibimbap, which is the hot bowl with the rice. Um, Wait, Stone Bowl House? Stone Bowl House, yes. It has two names. Oh, that, yes. that place is the jam. Yeah. It's owned by an old Korean grandmother. Yeah, that's a pla- That's a really, really good place. And I actually went there. She makes everything from scratch. And I, I yeah, it was really good. And I, uh, it was a line. And then they, I said uh, that I would wait. And they kind of looked at me and looked at my tattoos and then they told me that I couldn't wait. And um why couldn't you wait? They just they just said it, it it's going to be too long and they were just looking at my tattoos and then I started speaking in Korean. And I and I was saying cuz I think I just started speaking in English at first and then um then they kind of were like oh no no, no too, too long you you go. That's too that long. article about your tattoos oh, at yeah. the spa. It really pissed me off because well, you know, I feel that way sometimes. So, like, I wasn't Jewish enough and I wasn't Mexican enough. So I was, right. like, hovering in between. When you, know? you, you know, I mean, yeah. That's what I thought of. It's like, a, yeah, it's exactly. It's that, it's that hovering in between cultures that are very strong. That, that the cultures that are so strong and so... And judgmental. Judgmental, <laughs> but also loving yeah. towards their own. But when something is not their own, they don't know what to do. So, it, 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 you know, I kind of started speaking English and then I spoke to them in Korean and I told them that I was waiting, and I told them how long I was going to wait, and then how they were like, and then it was a contest. Then they, then we were talking in Korean, like it's just like, well, how long do you think is too long? And I go, I don't know, an hour, two hours, I don't know in Korean. <laughs> and then they were laughing, and they go, okay, and then they cleared off a table and sat me down. But was it because because of the same reason of the tattoos? At I the think spa? so. And I was Did wearing. They think you were a gangster. They or thought what? I. W- they just thought I was some weird. I don't know what. It, it's also weird when you go to a Korean restaurant by yourself, because co- Korean food is so much of a shared. It is experience that you know they get kind of like. Ooh. They always told me too much food, too much food, because I ordered too much food. Because I'm there as a food critic. Yeah. I'm ordering too much food for a reason, which they don't care. I mean, they could give two shits that they're being reviewed. Which is another thing that I love about them. Yeah, you know, all yeah. These ethnic restaurants in general, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, but yeah, they're very forceful. Korean women are very forceful. They're very know? forceful because in yeah, way. in a great way. But it's because it's a it's a male dominated society, and we're invisible, and so if we're not forceful, we just don't get anything. And then women are so prized for their beauty, and then suddenly they're not. And when they're not, that's when it fucking kicks in. That's when they're we're, we're gonna fucking do whatever the fuck we want. It. <laughs> so it's like I that's why that those shit. grandmothers and stuff are so aggressive yeah. and everything because they just it's so powerful 
But um, yeah, so do you go to restaurants a lot by yourself? Yeah, I do. You know, now I'm taking my baby, and but they're always so pleased when they when I'm like eating and I'm like calling things by their name. Like I can, I think they see that I appreciate it, and I'm there, and now I'm taking my baby, and they see that I'm introducing her. That's to like nice. the banchan and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I know. I introduced Jim to a lot of. We've gone, gone. We haven't gone to Korean food here yet because is there something that's close that we could go no, to? That's, so that's the problem. It's like a truck, you know. I there's mean, fusion. There's fusion, but there's like a really crappy place downtown, and then this really horrible like Korean taco place, which I'm just not into. But um, you know, there's Buford Highway. You're going to have to make a trek, which is, yeah. you know, but this place I want to take you to, it's Yeta, and it's a new home. It's not new-ish. It's home style, and it's just amazing. So I want to go. I'm hungry now. But Danmoji <laughs> sounds like where you really need to be. If you yeah. Want a ramen thing. And Spam is good. I mean, I don't, I had it in Hawaii, you know. Oh, it's so it fucking good. And gravy oh, so and good. rice. And or the Spam musubi, which they put it on, mm-hmm. um, like, the, like sushi. What? So fucking good. How do they? Uh, is is it a, a processed thing? How do they make spam? I think it's just like meat bits. It's pork shoulder, and, and it's sort of it's just formed though, right? In fat and probably a Steamed. bit of pink slime. Yeah, probably a little pink slime in there. And then and then canned. It's it's high in sodium. What, what's Jamie Oliver's take on it? <laughs> I don't know I if he would like it. it. He's put on a couple pounds. Jamie, he's yeah, so cute. He's really cute. Like, I love his iPad app. Oh, what is that? It's this cooking app he has. It's great with these recipes. I just, I like his food. I like his approach. That's how I cook at home. Lots mm. of chilies, you know, mm-hmm. lots of grilling, oh, growing oh. my own stuff. Over the know. last few years, it's really become like, I think through TV, a lot of chefs and chef type shows and everything. It's really become a, 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 like a, are there more people now who think they know about food, but maybe they don't know as much, but they've watched like, I, I joke about I watch Gordon Ramsay, so now I think I can send every meal back because it's like it's bland and right. fire everyone and whatever. But it, it, but has it shown maybe more attention to that stuff? I think so. In a good way, but also, like, everybody now thinks they know about well, food. A, you know, I hate the word foodie, you know, but I mean, it's like if you have a camera, like an iPhone camera and a blogger account, you know, you're like qualified to <laughs> critique people's <laughs> livelihoods, which, you know, I mean, right. when I, I started blogging like eight, years ago as the first food blogger in Atlanta and earlier I was like really in for sh- shock factor trying to be like shock jock if you will and I'd be like that fucking sucked and blah 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 and then like after a couple of years I was like wait these are like how people are making their living and they're supporting their children and yeah if yeah. you can say one bad thing you can say one good thing you know I believe in that I think yeah. I'm more responsible and also as I became an actual you know published writer I yeah think that when I made that switch that you had to be more responsible. But like there's so many people out there that just, you know, think they know about food and mm-hmm. they really know nothing, you know. What's the worst thing you've ever eaten in <laughs> in, in this... In you don't have to say where or whatever, but what's the Atlanta? worst meal you've had here? Or, or anywhere, maybe. Mm. Like anywhere. something that stands out like just, was it maybe rotten service, shitty food? Any? What's the worst <laughs> memory that you have of anything? It was actually like at a really famous restaurant in London. And it's a really famous chef. And I just got so sick. And ever since then, like off of <gasps> his bone marrow salad. Oh, is it Thomas Keller? No. Um, bone marrow London. salad? Oh, and like Gordon Ramsay? Fergus Henderson. He has oh, this, I don't know. The I don't spotted know. pig. Oh, yeah. Not the spotted pig. That's, that's no, New No, I know what um, you're talking about. No, 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 no. I know. And it's like, um, it's in like a hotel. Yes. It's the same... Jane, Saint something. something. I mean, it's been like no, it's seven a, years. It's like I'm a white. No, I fuck. I don't I like that place. I, it, there's one in um, 
it, it, there's one like in sort of Spitalfields and there's one in um, the middle of everything in Soho and it's like a white thing and it's a white building. It's like the kind of like, and it's sort of, they call it like, a, there's, that one's like a hotel. I know which, I can't remember the name. Spotted Pig is in New York. I'm thinking... It's not that, but it's an awful kind of restaurant. It's an awful it's restaurant. An awful it restaurant. Like a butcher shop. Yeah. And ever since then, I cannot have bone marrow and I cannot have skate wing. I got so violently ill. Yeah, it's gross because it's like totally like, I, I can't really, you, you, everything is just so fucked up. Like everything is just like, I don't want to fucking eat that. And it's really expensive. And then Very every, expensive. Every, and he's so like, people just are obsessed with They're him. obsessed with him. Everybody's in their ex all cunt and British and just like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're here for Sunday lunch. And it's like, fuck you. And then I went, I went there St. with... St. John. What? That's what yeah, that's is. what it is. Yes, I've totally, I totally fucking hate that place. What, was it... You got food poisoning? I got or? really bad food poisoning. And I mean, I know that's what it was because my mother and I both had the same thing. Oh, wow. But it was just like... It's that weird food poisoning. It was like general malaise or just like, I just don't feel right for like days and it ruined yeah. my trip, which pissed me off. It's terrible. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, there's so many bad meals. And sometimes a lot of the stuff that's terrible is really stuff I cook for myself at home. You know? Do you well, ever review that? No. <laughs> you review your I do cop to like my total disasters on Twitter. Because if I'm always tweeting, yeah. like, oh, this, and then I had this, and this was bad from this chef, then I should definitely say, like, I totally. We got to gotta check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. That's good. Yeah. You know what? All these comics that get up, oh, I got another standing ovation tonight. First off, I've done comedy for 20, I've never had a standing ovation. I don't know what people are doing to get these fucking standing ovations. Yeah, what do you fucking do to get a standing ovation? I will write more about the shitty shows. Yeah. I'll just go home and go, well, fuck, that one was a loss. I'm getting out of the business. I'm done, <laughs> you know? But I think that makes it more human sometimes to say, you know, hey, yeah, it just it happens sometimes. Yeah, I mean, and why fucking brag about a standing ovation? Who gives a shit about a standing ovation? People are actually just getting up to leave. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, just because it happened at the end of the <laughs> doesn't mean that they were that into it. But I, I want to give um, a standing ovation to Jennifer Zeman. Thank you for having me. I mean, where so you have the blissfulglutton.com. Mm-hmm, which I do not update hardly ever anymore. But uh, but you tweet. I tweet on Blissful Glutton, and then I'm cr- at Creative Loafing, which is our LO weekly. Yeah, it's like the it, it, it's it's like the thing that everybody reads to oh, yeah. you know get the, their information about where to go and, and everything. And um, we got to go eat soon. Yes, for sure. And thank you so much for coming over and for doing this. And you were great. Thank you. We actually doubled the time because usually these are half an hour. You are so interesting and fun. We spoke to you for a whole hour. Wow. I mean, because we never we never had somebody that spoke about food. And obviously, you know, this is a, a, a tremendous interest, interest for us. So we'd love to have you back when we come back to the city. Definitely. And we can update. But definitely, we're going to go out to eat. Yes. And we will see you at the show tonight. Yes. So, All right. Thank you thank for having you. me. You are listening to Monsters of Talk. You can hear us on SoundCloud. Where can they, where can they, where can they subscribe to us, They though? can subscribe to us on iTunes. They can tweet us at Monsters of Talk. They can tweet me at Margaret Cho. Where can they tweet you? At Jimmy Shelter. And we love our listeners. And uh, thank you for listening. We will talk to you next time.